All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation, and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. This podcast is part of a short series to help and encourage current and potential small business owners to improve and grow. I will be talking to experts in their fields, as well as successful business owners, and we will be discussing what they do and how they do it so well. When starting a business or operating a business, there are so many elements to the whole process, and many business owners choose to do things themselves instead of contacting a professional. Today, I wanted to talk about a topic which personally I'm very passionate about, which I feel many people don't really seek the advice of a professional, especially when they first start their business. Um, Now, those that have been in business before would know all about this area, but those that don't like to do it themselves. And I thought I would introduce and welcome probably one of the most talented graphic artists that I know, no pressure, um, Abby Gatling from Crisp (laughs) Communications. Abby, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks so much, Michael. Absolute pleasure to be here, uh, albeit virtually. <laughs> yes, yes. And the thing is, it's um, it's when I was thinking of graphic, I was thinking of you straight away. And I was thinking, you know, because for those that don't know, which probably no one really knows, um, Abby designed our artwork, our, our latest artwork for sharing more than the sheets. And um, it's, you know, since changing our artwork, I I loved our old artwork, don't get me wrong, but since changing it, I've had so much great feedback and, um, you know, it's graphic is one of those things. I mean, graphic work, to me, I feel like it's something that you can't, you could learn a lot of it, but uh, there's this big element of creativity in there, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. I think you can learn anything, but if you don't have that like key design eye and a passion for it, you know, you'll quickly be found out or you'll be quickly left behind. Definitely. Yeah. Cause I've noticed that personally, like I've, you know, I've, I know how to use Photoshop. I mean, sort of, and I know some things, but I, if I wanted to create a poster, for example, I would sit there, it would probably take me six or seven hours. Okay. That's an exaggeration. I might make it <laughs> take me two or three hours and it will look terrible. You know, I might, might I might think it looks good because in in my eyes I think it's amazing, but yeah. <laughs> when I look back and look at it, I'm like, yeah, that's terrible, you know. And the problem is a lot of people don't realize that their work is that bad, and it's probably something that you would have probably done in half an hour, um, or something, you know, or, or obviously would have made it look a lot. You would have made it look a lot better. <laughs> I had to be very tactical sometimes, like uh, tactful, like. When people come to me, oh, this is what I've done. Um, can you just tweak it a bit? And I'm like, oh, this is lovely. Um, let's just change this and this. Oh, like, how about we just start from scratch, you know? <laughs> but it's yeah. good. It's good that people get out there and trying, definitely. It's like when my daughter brings me a painting that she's done. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. I'm like, is that me? She goes, oh, no, that's a dog. I'm like, oh, okay. That's really nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, could be very polite in your response. <laughs> yes. And um, can we? Uh, I'd really like to start with talking about like the, the benefits of using a graphic artist, like the compared to doing it yourself. Actually, sorry, let's do, let's start with the, the benefits of having proper graphic work for a business and having attractive graphic work for a business compared to you know your stock standard stuff that 
you normally can generate yourself on a computer f- for nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think there are, you know, you can definitely use templates and things like that to to uh, build your visual presence, but graphics are just so important. Um, graphic design is basically the visual embodiment of your brand. And it's so important to have a good visual brand because, you know, humans are visual and they say that you eat with your eyes and that's 100% true. But graphic design is so much more than just pretty aesthetics. Your visuals are communicating or, you know, telling a story about you and your brand. And people are, you know, either consciously or subconsciously taking these visual clues that you're putting out there and trying to understand or relate to your business. And they're they're trying to figure out like who you are and what you do and who you work with, the quality of your products or services. And they're constantly thinking like, is this the right person for me and should I work with them? And, you know, to actually put that in practical terms, I'm talking about things like your social media images and your brochures and your forms and website icons and all those types of things. And so it's so important to have good graphic design because if you're putting out things out there that are shoddy or off-brand or inconsistent, then you've got to think about like what does that say about the quality of your business? Is that, you know, maybe you don't care or you have low standards or you don't have a good attention to detail um, or that you're not professional or successful. And none of these are the things that, you know, these are not good things to portray to a potential or current client. That's so true because they say you should never judge a book by its cover, um, but we all do, you know. Oh, and totally. <laughs> it's you know, natural. Like, it, it it honestly is, and it's it's like um it's it's human nature. It's like when you when you see two different things, you just assume that the one that looks better is better. I mean, not not always, but the the one that's more appealing to the eye, or the, I guess the one that touches and tickles that heartstring of yours is the one that yes, you know, that's the one I feel more comfortable with compared to this one for example. Um, and, you know, that, that perception t- to me is so important because a lot of people, some people listening to this episode already have a business, some are thinking of starting a business. And many people that have businesses don't actually have, um, you know, a- an office or they don't always have a storefront. It could be an online business. And to me, the way I, I've always seen it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but people, your business card and your website and your your social media stuff, that pretty much becomes your storefront because that's literally how people judge that professionalism that you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Good design is, you know, public relations. It's uh, it's basically telling people how they should um, see your business, think about your business, feel about your business. But also I should, like probably should point out that it's not just about um, – the people external to your business. Um, it's also uh, really important for like staff and potential staff and, you know, that you're in a network, your contractors, because it, it works in so many different ways. So like, for example, the other day I had a client that said, make me look like Google. I want everyone to want to work here. And because if your branding and your graphics are showing that you are quality and forward thinking, professional, engaging, fun, whatever it is that you want your brand to portray or whatever your brand is all about, good graphics will start to help you attract people who value those things. And we mostly think around marketing is about getting new clients, but of course it extends to staffing as well. And as a small business, staffing is a 
major pain point for a lot of businesses and recruitment is timely and expensive. Um, so if you can use your branding and your visuals not only to get good clients coming towards you but also great, getting great staff who want to work with you, then that's such a win-win. Yes, that's such a good point because it's it's again and it's about that consistency that you mentioned as well because it's it's um there's I read a book once about integrated marketing communications and how you know there's having a consistent message is so important like for example if you say hey we're a professional I don't know how can I say, okay we're a fish and chip shop we make great fish and chips which is you know and we have very high food standards so that's the message that you're trying to communicate to your customer and maybe that's something you could be telling your customer. But if you're, if the front of your shop looks dodgy as and your brochures are outdated and the prices are from six months ago and if your business card's a different color to the color of your logo on the front and if, you know, you don't really have a website or you, or you do but it's just dodgy as anything, again, it's that inconsistency that I think affects trust because I think trust, all this I think builds that trust like what you mentioned if people want to work at a business, if the perception is good and if they feel that they can trust that business, they're more likely to want to engage with that business. Absolutely, absolutely. I think, um, it, you know, graphic design should not be just like a solo effort. It should definitely feed into your wider marketing and branding plan in in like a holistic way. Your graphic design choices need to feed into that not only for consistency but for effectiveness. And um, it's a really strong way of helping you define and strengthen your brand and attract the right people towards it, as I said before. But it also helps you build authority in the industry. Like you said with the fish and chip shop, you know, like if they <laughs> they have some really random uh, sign out the front and then they're selling fish and chips inside, you're just like, well, well what are you? Are you a hairdresser or are you a fish and chip shop? Um, <laughs> so it helps you kind of helps you position yourself but also take up the space that you deserve and your business deserves. And in saying that, I really think that good design, um, I know a lot of people – think that it's quite expensive to get that but in the long run it's it helps you save time and money for your business because it helps cut through the noise it reduces um, kind of like that purchasing friction when people are trying to decide whether to work with you or not um, but it also um, it cuts around with like just faffing around or like with clients who aren't the right fit for your business as well so you know, for example, I had a um, I had a client recently who was just had this real administrative burden of having lots of inquiries and referrals and meetings with clients, but they weren't converting into actual paying clients. And when we discussed it, it wasn't really a conversion issue. It was that like after he was meeting with all these clients, he was realizing they weren't the right ones for his niche business, and deciding not to work with him. So. Basically, the message he was putting out there was saying that he was doing one thing, but he actually offered a completely different, completely different service. So, and you know, like that may not sound like an issue, like, oh, I've got so many inquiries. <laughs> wow, what was me? But, you know, as a business owner and and even as an employee, everyone's so busy and our time is so precious, you just can't afford to waste it on avenues that are not progressing you towards your goal. So we fix that particular issue by simply tweaking his website and putting his ideal customer and their needs at the forefront. So we did it through the graphics, we did it through the messaging, the the FAQs, like everything. And 
even so bold to to put it there like we are not for you if you're looking for this and you know it was bold but it to anyone who came across the site from then on, it was very clear about who he worked with and what he offered. And so just by doing that, dramatically improved the quality of the leads he was receiving and saving his time and his money. So that's kind of like how the graphics needs to feed into the wider wider plan because it's all telling a story. Wow. Yes, yes. You've just mentioned um, probably two really, really big points. And yeah, the first one is that that target market thing, because you are right. If there's, you know, if, for example, let's say there's a woman's spa and the colors are all blue and whatever, and they start getting men walking in all the time, um, potentially they need to change the colors to something that appeals to women or to have imagery um, or, or something like that. Or if there's a, yeah, and, and even there's that friction that you talked about, that purchasing friction, you know, how if, if somebody trusts a business and if they can relate to a business, they're more likely to just be like, yep, that one, that's the one for me, or at least to, to take that step. And to, to me, I think the sad thing is in the un- sad and I guess unfortunate thing as well is that a lot of businesses probably won't realize they have these issues as well because they would have something, um, could be artwork they designed, or it could be graphic artwork that a graphic artist designed, but a long time ago before, you know, and since then the business has evolved, but, or it could be just, something that just hasn't been done properly and the issue is they sometimes won't even realize like why they're not getting customers or why they're getting the wrong customers or um or or why people have stopped visiting them for example yeah absolutely and you know why you're saying that this business immediately popped to mind (laughs) that i was driving past the other day new business popped up got this lovely sign out the front called the groomery and said to my husband, oh, that looks lovely. Why don't you go get your hair cut there? We looked it up online and it's a dog groomer. But all <laughs> I was like, you could still go if you want. But, um, you know, every aspect of that sign showed, looked like it was a barber. And so we looked it up. We might take our dog there in the future, but the disappointment, uh, and it was just like the wrong messaging to put out there. <laughs> yeah, it is honestly... These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. And something that really bugs me, again, from a marketing perspective, and I know this today's episode's about graphic work, but I mean, graphic work and marketing, they literally overlap in so many ways. Um, something as well, and I'd love for you to touch on this topic as well, is having a clear proper call to action. And and to, to me, what as an example I'll give, and I'll let you explain what a call to action is, but an example I'll give is I'll see like a billboard on the highway and I'm driving past it and suddenly I start looking at this billboard and I, I read a couple of words on it. I'm like, okay, I actually want to know, I want to know more, you know, or I'll, I'll want to visit their website, for example, but I can't see their website anywhere. I can't see their phone number. And sometimes I'll see an ad on TV, which I'm like, oh, this is a good ad. But then the logo of the business or their website or anything just pops up for just one second at the end and it's gone. It's like, well, what's the point of having an amazing ad if people can't actually figure out who it's for or how to contact, you know? Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And (laughs) I think that is something that um, so many of us are guilty of that we have, you know, 10 different social media channels and a website and a phone number and an email and this and that. And you've got to be selective about 
what are you actually asking people to do? Do you want people to follow you on Facebook or do you want them to call you and book in? And unless you're telling someone what the clear call to action is, which is the one thing that you want someone to do after seeing your piece of marketing, um, they're going to get confused and likely do nothing. So you just got to make it as easy as possible for people to go, I've seen this and now I need to do this and then it's done rather than going, oh, like us here and follow us there and share this. And, and you know, you know, QR codes is such a good way to kind of cut through that now, especially if you're doing printed materials um, like on the back of your business card or, or on a brochure or a poster or something. We, everyone knows how to use a QR code now with all this COVID check-in. <laughs> Just go scan this and it'll take, you can take them to your booking system. You can take them to a video explainer. You can take them to your website, wherever it is that is going to make them take that next step. Um, so, yeah, it's, it was really important to not only be clear on your call to action um, but also, as you said before, clear on who your ideal client is as well. Yes, and you are right. Everybody knows what a QR code is now. Yeah, um, I've had QR codes on my business cards for a while just because I think they look cool. I didn't think anybody would actually use them. <laughs> but now everyone knows what a QR code is. Yeah, <laughs> industry leader right there. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And for those that don't actually um, know how to generate them, there's lots of websites online where you can actually type in what you want and you can generate a QR code for free, basically. Um, but some of the websites do have um, spyware and you know, nothing's free. So normally there's going to be ads or things that they might accidentally, they'll pretend it's an accident, but they'll force sort of force you to click on something that might download a virus or something into your computer that probably shouldn't be there. So you do need to be careful with anything that's free online. Um, but um, Abby, can we also go through briefly the process of engaging a graphic artist? So um um, whether it's you in particular um, or somebody in general, um, because some people listening to this, and I guess it's like, uh, you know, seeing a financial planner for the first time. Some people would come to me and say, I've never done this before. I don't really know what to do, you know, or I don't, I was a bit nervous about the whole process. Um, now, I know graphic artists is slightly different to financial planning, but um, <laughs> if somebody is seeing a graphic artist um, or seeing someone like yourself, what should they expect? And I guess, how does the process sort of work? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, it, yeah, there's like there's sort of a couple of points where people decide to take the leap and, and, and work with, uh, with a professional um, graphic designer rather than doing it in-house. And it's kind of just kind of questioning where, what, what you want to achieve. Yeah, basically questioning what you want to achieve and whether you can do that in-house or not. So I think the two main things that I see people coming to me for is resourcing issues and quality issues. So the resourcing side of things is like if you don't have someone in your team who likes to do this type of thing or is willing to learn how to do it um, or they just you don't have the time in, in your workload to do it or the money to invest in hiring someone to do it, um, that's when they start to come to a professional like me or to someone else um, because if you don't make a true commitment to it with time and money and resourcing, you just won't be setting yourself up for success. The second sort of reason why people go to a professional is um, around the quality. Um, you know, we talked before there's like templates and there's great tools like Canva and PictoChart and all those types of things which you can use. Uh, they're very, very easy to use and you can get a pretty good result. Um, and things like Fiverr where you pay, you know, 20 bucks and you get a logo. But they're all kind of just stock standard templated uh, designs. 
and they don't really speak to who you are as a brand. So that's the second sort of reason why people generally come to me is that they've tried something themselves or they've got someone on Fiverr to do it and it's just not a good result. <laughs> um, and it, it, you're paying more for, for uh, you're paying more than um, just for something that's pretty anesthetic because, you know, design is so much more than just clicking a few buttons in Photoshop. There's so much that goes into it beyond the aesthetics. It's, you know, different colors have different meanings and fonts share a different um, tone or vibe. Shapes convey meaning, composition. It's the subtleties um, that help you build a cohesive visual message and develop your brand further. Um, and that's what you get from a professional. Yeah, I, I can vouch for that because like websites like Canva, I love um, you know, there's a couple of other ones I've used. Amazing, Fiverr, so you know, handy, so cheap. But at the same time, I've created things with all. I've created you know different artwork with all these different things. And you are right. Like, I think I used Fiverr to design our logo initially when I first started the business. And after t- two tries, I was like, no, I'm out. I'm just going to yeah. get someone a professional to do it because it's it. They look so stock standard. And the other issue as well is let's say Canva does spit out, you know, this amazing poster that just looks so, you know, impressive and, um, you know, it's just, it's going to do, and it's such an amazing job. The issue is that it's going to be very inconsistent to something else than your business and then which will be inconsistent to something else. And if this doesn't send that direct message or that clear message, um, it, it's not a good look. And also even, again, from a, you know, from a template perspective, sometimes things do look amazing, but you don't realize, but your competitor around the corner has probably used that exact template. Yeah, um, and, exactly. And I've seen that with fonts before, like online fonts. I've seen the same font in like eight different places. And this is one I can think of that kebab shops like to use. And <laughs> I've literally seen the same font like 15 times in the last yeah. 10 years, you know, on events and kebab, you know, so it's just, you know, yeah. yeah, it's having that consistency and d- sending out that clear message. And and the yeah. other issue is like like what you said, time is a big problem. Some people are ama- – I know some people that are amazing graphic artists, but they have not had the time to work on their own stuff and it just looks terrible. So sometimes if, it, if you have to swallow the pill and just pay someone to do it, at least you know you're getting something that's really well done, something that's going to be effective. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's like financial advice. I know I've got some clients that – uh, so, so intelligent, but they just don't have the time to manage their own money, you know, and and yeah. to make financial decisions. And there's no accountability, obviously, because it's just them. So that's why they seek the advice of someone like me. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're too close to it to be able to do it yourself. 100%. And it's like me when I told you I've, you know, I'd spend hours creating this poster, which I think is just amazing. You know, this is going to be the next <laughs> best thing. And then suddenly. <laughs> I sure step is. back or <laughs> someone looks at it and they're like, that's the worst poster I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm out. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, I think it's really good for people to give give uh, give it a crack the first time around. But, um, yeah, when you want to level up and, and, it, and when you don't have the time to just fiddle with it forever, that's when it's good to go out. But, yeah. Um, but jumping back to the, the like the templates and and the fonts and things like that, it's that the risk the risk with that is that um, you know you said you've seen this font and it was on a kebab shop. You've also seen it somewhere else. That every time you see that font, you're going to think of a kebab shop. And so, um, if you looked at the, the the templates on you know Canva and Design Wizard and all these other ones, they are beautiful, but 
once you see it, if you see it again, you, the brand recognition is not there because you've already seen it for a different business. So, you know, I'm always on like Facebook and I'm just saying, okay, cool, that's a Canva teammate, that's Canva teammate. And they're so great. They're a great starting point. But if you if you're going to use them, use them as a start, use them as a starting point because uh, you know, because it could be seen as like a lack of originality and you're just going to lose that brand recognition. So if you're going to use them, uh, add your own flair and make it consistent with your brand. Make sure it's the right colors for your brand. You've got your logo on there. It might change the font to your brand font. Um, and then that way it just starts to look less like a template and, and more like you. Um, but definitely use them as a starting point because they're, uh, they're, you know, they're, they're really nice looking and, and, thinking of a good design is hard as part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And you are right. When you see something, sometimes it's too hard to unsee it. And, yep. um, and that font I'm talking about, I've actually seen it at massage parlors as well. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so it's, and also the other thing as well, a lot of people, business owners listening to this need to realize that there's some serious copyright issues as well with using certain things they find on the internet as well. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely got to check that. And and even, um, you know, if you pay for a tool, like if you go to Canva Pro, for example, I know I talk about Canva a lot, but I absolutely I love Canva so much. <laughs> um, even if you use it, you have to look at the you have to look at the policies around it because sometimes you can't use it without changing certain elements, um, you know. They've got lots of free photos and stuff on there, but you're not allowed to use them on the web. Your website, um, just it's really important to check that out before you start using it because you don't want to run into any troubles um, later on. No, not not at all. Especially a logo. It's because a logo is something you'd start. Most businesses create when they're earning zero dollars, um, and for that reason, I've seen budgets of zero dollars for creating logos. But yep. it's one of those things that will still be around when you're earning the big bucks and. The last thing you want is to have a really dodgy logo or something that's copyright or or something that you're not really too happy with because a logo is it's one of those things you can change a logo but it's not that simple changing it it's it's it, you know it can create issues with your customers and client base so if if you do get it right from day one it's yeah it makes life so much easier um, for everybody yeah absolutely. You know? Um, and uh, lastly, um, Abby, can you, I mean, you've shared a couple already, but can you think of any horror stories or any success stories of people that have used a graphic artist or that have come across yourself that you can yeah. share? Uh, yeah, uh, I've seen a Just lot. Just in case I've someone's listening to this and they're thinking, oh, you know what, I think I could still do it myself. <laughs> uh, look, I've seen a lot. I, I do get a lot of um, clients who've gone to, care, uh, like gone to Fiverr first and then they come to me and and they are just like, why did I waste any bit of money in the past? But, but to be honest, I think the one mistake, like the biggest mistake that I see is that people just not trying with their design. Um, these days, good design isn't a nice to have. It's a must have. Your competitors are doing it. And so it's only a matter of time that if you're not doing it, you're going to get left behind. But as I said before, like the good news is that there are so many tools out there that are easy to use and give great results um, if you want to do it yourself. And there's lots of people if you want to outsource it to that you're going to get a great result with. So 
uh, yeah, th- that's the biggest mistake is people using the same word brochures that they've created back in, you know, 1989 or, or a blurry old the photo. Old clip art. Yeah, clip art, <laughs> word art. And, um, you know, like it's it just ditch that. It's it, you and your business deserve better and there just kind of is no excuse to have bad design anymore. And it, it may seem scary, but you have to start somewhere and uh, the only way is up amazing final words like there's literally no better way i think you could have you could have said that and, <laughs> um, and if somebody wants to get in contact with you abby what's what would be the best way for them to do that yeah just jump on my website it's um crispcoms.co um i've got a bunch of information on there and also uh, a booking link if you want to book in a chat love to help you yeah, nice. And I'll put that in the description of this podcast episode as well, that link. Perfect. Um, and uh, and lastly, just for our dad joke of the day, um, why? and I've, I thought I'd tailor this around graphic artists. And, um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, why did the graphic artist get sacked from the calendar factory? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> um, she took a few days off. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, I know. Oh, I love it. I'm going to use that though. I'm going to use yeah, that. I stole it from my son. So it's, um, yeah. So it's, Kids have the uh, best dad jokes. I don't know why. Oh, they do. I think he's watching something on TV at the moment and there's a dad joke in every episode. So he keeps coming to me with these jokes. I'm like, that's actually pretty good. So I have to give him credit. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. But no, thank you, Abby. I really appreciate your time. And, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's been such an eye opener to talk about this um, as, as always with you. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's really, it's been great. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on sharing more than the sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases and feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.